What have we learned at the Edinburgh Fringe 2022? I'm here with Crystal Evans. Crystal, hello. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Ben? I'm not too bad. The, the, nice. the weather has turned. It's now gone from being a heat wave yes. down to uh, a light heat wave. A mini heat wave, yeah. yeah. With a, a nice chill in the air, a highland yeah. breeze. Very welcome in. chill, I'd um, say. So um, your show, Kaleidoscope, mm-hmm. 10 past 3, a monkey barrel, if you're yep. uh, coming to the Fringe 2022. Yeah. Um, what is the show about? It is about my upbringing, and it's about um, it's quite it's a quite emotional show, I'd say, like quite emotional. But um, I've tried to keep it light, which is weird. Um, but I have it, it's about it's about uh, me escaping a house fire when I was a kid, mm. and uh, it's just on top of that, it's got a lot of other themes like. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't sound funny when I say this, but mm. I promise it is like uh, mental illness and like tragedy and making jokes about those things. Um, and it's about kind of, I guess, how it sounds cheesy, but like how jokes and comedy have kind of gotten me through the hard times in my life. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, it's just it's really it's definitely the most focused show I've ever done. Like, I don't really have anything in there that's not about this. You know, yeah. there's no like filler or anything like that. Um, it's just 45 minutes and, um, yeah, I'm really, I'm really proud of it. It's, it's definitely, uh, the most excited I've been to do a show and at how, the Fringe. And how the, what's been the reaction to it so far from audiences? It's luckily been great. Like, it's been really good. It's, uh, I haven't had like a bad one yet, which I shouldn't say that, but <laughs> oh, like, no. I'm, like oh, no. I'm right about to go do it right now. So I'm like, oh, but no, I just, I think even the ones that are, that are quieter, um, you know, people are just kind of listening a lot, I feel, because yeah. it is quite a it's, it's a listening show. But my gag rate is quite high. So I try and keep things moving that way. But um, but yeah, the reaction's been really good. I've had reactions like people not wanting to make eye contact with me all the way to people coming up to me in tears at the end, kind of, you know, mm. telling me that they, you know, that reminds them of something that happened to them or something like that. Yeah. So um, and yeah, the people that don't make eye contact, I, I never know if it's because they're judging me or they hated it or, yeah. <laughs> or because, you know, or maybe did they just, it did get to them in some way and they just don't want to talk about it and that's totally fine. So yeah, and I then, mean, and this is not your first fringe either. No, no, it's my, it's, it's the longest show at the fringe I've done. Um, but, uh, Obviously, because of the pandemic and stuff, I would have done my like debut hour probably in twenty twenty one. Yeah. Um. But and I would have done like my forty five minute or in twenty twenty. But uh, but now it's all kind of been pushed back a couple of years. Yeah. So um. So yeah. But I did it in twenty nineteen. I did a thirty minute show with Monkey Barrel. So. Does Does that delay? Mm-hmm. Does that improve a show? Do you think? Does it improve it? Yeah. It absolutely did. Okay. Like I definitely did for me. I mean. You know, I've, I'm still, even though I'm, like, older, I'm, like, a relatively new comedian. And, you know, I've been going, like, five years nearly. And so, I mean, the the fact that most, you know, comedians on the circuit here do a full hour every single year is insane to me. Mm. Like, you know, and it, it's not surprising that a lot of people, you know, kind of pad it out with different things and all that. But, I mean, the fact that I had, like, three good years to think about this show yeah. means that, like, everything that's in it is, you know, I'm really happy with it. It's, so. it's well, the jokes and the gags are well refined and storytelling is stronger, basically. Yeah. Yes, yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, for those who are interested, how, do you, how would you describe it in three words? Um, three words, okay. Let's say... Devastating, I would mm-hmm. say. Tragic, but... 
Can I do like a phrase instead of a word? I was going to say like a, like a light at the end of the tunnel, almost. You know, like hope or something. Yeah. You know, okay. like yeah. Yeah, that's that's fine. Yeah. That works. Okay. <laughs> um, as you're now back at the fringe as well after being here in 2019 with a uh-huh. half an hour, what's it like being back now? Um, I I honestly. I don't know if a lot of comedians have said this, but like, I feel like I have a lot better perspective now. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like I definitely am more like sober and level headed about the fringe than yeah. I was before. Whereas before I was like, I, I literally remember walking around in 2019 being like, what the fuck am I doing here? Yeah. Like why I don't belong here. Like I'm not good enough. I will never be good enough. And every single gig felt like the end of the world to me. Yeah. And it was just so overwhelming to walk down the street and see people that I admire so much and everything. Whereas now, um, you know, I know I'm great. No, I'm joking. Um, no, I'm like, <laughs> no, no, no. I just, I'm like, you know what? Like, it sounds cheesy, but I'm like, you know, you live once. So just fucking go for it. Yeah. You know, and I'm just like, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. And I'm just more relaxed about it. And I'm kind of like, you know, getting down on myself about all these things. It feels like a waste of time now. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I kind of just feel like, you know good gig bad gig life goes on and i just kind of like yeah just just generally more relaxed which is a good thing so i'm just happy to be kind of back doing it i feel so and you're based here in scotland i am yeah in edinburgh mm. actually so it pays off once a year to so, live here <laughs> so when when firstly when did you move here oh my gosh 2014 okay yeah. so yeah almost almost eight years ago yeah my my husband's scottish so we met in the u.s and then moved over here We've, we moved around quite a bit before we moved back in, back to Scotland. And were you doing stand-up in the, in the States? I wasn't, actually. Oh, okay. No, I, I started over here. I did, like, two gigs in New York, um, mm-hmm. but the New York gigs that I did were, they were, like, these bringer gigs, you know, and mm. they were just full of other comedians who were not paying attention, so I, they didn't really feel like real gigs. Yeah. Um, so I kind of consider myself as starting over here. So. What made you start mm-hmm. and what made you start particularly in scotland well what made me start was i've always wanted to do comedy but i was always too chicken shit to do it yeah like i just was i was just one of those people that was just like it was the scariest thing in the world to me yeah and to be honest um i was really getting into another career which was hospitality my husband's a chef and we opened a restaurant together and it, it was successful almost from the start and then that made me realize I don't want to do this. Like I was like, yeah. I don't, this is not my dream. No, no, no. And doing that was like, you know, and being in Edinburgh when we opened it, I was like, you know what? If I don't, and I was like coming up for thirty, and I was like, if I don't do this now, I'm never gonna do it. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, I need to just try. So I did the old sign up for a five minute slot at the stand, and it went really well. And then yeah, it just went from there really. So and so, what's what are Edinburgh audiences like? Uh, during the fringe compared to what they're like outside of the fringe they tend to be international anyway in Ed- in edinburgh oh, okay yeah, you know yeah. they do like like as opposed to like glasgow or something which is almost always scottish people yeah. you know um but but yeah they tend to be they tend to be international um but in the fringe you just get oh man it's just it depends there's so many factors that go into fringe audiences mm. like time of day and yeah. all these kind of things and like and people I, this is going to sound weird, but I feel like people are, are very tired this year because of the heat. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and it's oh, just like, yeah, they do. Yeah, people yeah. are just like, not, and the locals especially are just not used to it, you know? So you get a lot of kind of, you got to really keep the energy up to keep people awake and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, no, I think, honestly, I think the fringe audiences tend to be like the best because mm. 
they are coming to specifically see you usually, you know, and so they, they're not going to be like, say, you know, hating women or something <laughs> because they know it's pretty obvious from the poster that I'm a woman. So it's like, <laughs> if you hate women, you're not going to come see me anyway. Yeah, yeah. Whereas if you're on a lineup and a regular gig, it's like, they're going to be like, Oh God, here comes the, the, you know, minority act or something. But, um, but yeah, I think a fringe audiences for me, they tend to be, they tend to be like ideal, um, except for when they're not, um, and it's funny, it's like, I think as comedians, we always try to analyze why that is, but sometimes there's really no rhyme or reason to why. And then sometimes they can, you know, look like they hate it. Yeah. And then they'll go out and they'll give you loads of money in the bucket and say that they loved it. And they're yeah. just not the type of people who laugh. I don't know. You know, you just, you just don't know. So. And you mentioned the you, you actually mentioned the poster. That poster is actually quite a striking. Oh, of, thanks. It's like yeah. a, um, um, is it it's supposed to be a kaleidoscope? It's kind of like a '60s style. Yeah, yeah. I can't. I want to say like yellow submarine, like kind Art of Beatles, Deco or kind something. Of like, oh, and, that's the one. Yeah, totally. What's, who designed that? So that was Alex uh, Harwood, mm-hmm. and he's a local Edinburgh guy. Um, he uh, he does improv and stuff like that, and yeah, he's a graphic designer. So he's he's amazing. He drew all that from scratch. Like wow. I just. I, I gave him a literally like a list of words that were in my show, like, you know, Bud Light and the Kingdom and all these different <laughs> things. And, uh, you know, a pregnant woman water skiing and all this. And he just took it all and just made this like collage, basically, of all these different colors. It's almost like an Easter egg thing. Like you watch the show and then you can go back and look at the poster and be like, oh, yeah, that's that thing she talked about. You know, so. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's yeah, I was really, really happy with it. So, and then so who yeah. are your sort of comedy heroes and idols? You say? Who are my comedy heroes? <sighs> Love Janine Garofalo. Mm-hmm. Who's here as well. Yeah, I know. I'm going to go see her, definitely. Uh, man, there's so many. Um, <laughs> David Cross was always my favorite growing up. Like, he was the one that I was like, oh, my God, he's so rebellious. And he's so, like, anti-right-wing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, hating on George W. Bush. I was absolutely obsessed with David Cross when I was, when I was younger. Which is funny because my comedy is really nothing like his. But I still, like, absolutely love him. Um I I loved uh, Brian Regan as well, like American comedian. Um, I'm throwing out a lot of American names. No, here, that's fine. But, that's fine, um, fine. Yeah, Brian. I mean, he's just he's just pure funny. Um, Joan Rivers, I love obviously the great Joan Rivers. I love. I've always liked Sarah Silverman was one of my main ones growing up as well. She was like, oh my god, I wanted to be just like her. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's a that's a few. <laughs> and then, and then the with the with the move from the states to to Edinburgh. Uh-huh. What is something that you wish someone had told you before you moved that it's not like in any kind of guidebook anyway? Like, oh, if you're going to Edinburgh, and no one told you about comedy or about just life. Just life. Oh, about life. Because I've always wanted to move to Edinburgh, but I'm basing it on the fact that I enjoy the Fringe. I yeah. know that. Edinburgh outside the fringe is completely different. It's very beautiful. People can be slightly. Um, I, <laughs> this is just something I've noticed, and like I love Edinburgh so much. Like I love it. Mm. <laughs> so I'm about to say something bad, uh, but no, they the locals they they're they're very nice people, but they tend <laughs> to give you like the Edinburgh snub sometimes. Okay, right. So which is sometimes when like this is something I've just noticed about just Edinburgh specifically, where like say I'll be like going into like my son's nursery i'll be like hey good morning and the guy will just go and he'll just fucking keep walking you know what i mean and it, just an eyeball looking yeah 
Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, oh, what the, f-? you know, <laughs> whereas now I, I was like, that's really rude. But now I've realized that's just how people in Edinburgh talk. <laughs> like, <laughs> and they just kind of just blank you. Say hello with the eyes. Yes, only. That's exactly. It. That's it. So that's like a very Edinburgh thing. Um, but but that's just specific to this city. But I mean, Scotland in general is is lovely. <laughs> uh, so once Kaleidoscope is done at the Edinburgh Fringe, what is mm-hmm. next for you and for the show? Will you try to take on tour or try to go so, take it further? Yeah, this is going to be my kind of debut hour next year. Mm-hmm. So I already, I wrote, I've written like an hour and a half worth of material that I've had to now cut down to 45 minutes. Nice, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, but I, I have so many more things I want to put in it. Um, and so I'm kind of using, even though I haven't like built this show as a work in progress this year, in my head it kind of is a little bit. Um, it's It feels solid with the jokes and all that, but I'm trying out like little things every show that are a little bit different and I'm going to put in some more like um, like visual media stuff next year. Uh, and yeah, I would I would definitely love to take it on tour. I'm trying to get that worked out right now. Yeah. So <laughs> we'll see. And so one of the things I do on this is I ask the previous guest a question for the next guest. Uh-huh. So the this is a question from Suze Kempner, who's actually oh. down the road from here where Amazing. we are right now. Uh-huh. Um, and this is uh, Sue's questions for you. Okay. What is your ideal fringe breakfast? <gasps> oh my god, this is such a good question for me. Suze is a legend. Um breakfast burrito like it's the absolute it's one of my favorite foods of all time it's quick it's easy it's also some it's like refried beans right cheese like cheddar cheese uh uh, avocado and tomato if you have it grilled onions um sour cream or greek yogurt hot sauce am i going too specific no 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 you're making me too hungry is what you're doing (laughs) yeah scrambled eggs wrap it up (laughs) The good thing about it is it's very contained, so you can even eat it like on your way out the door. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's literally like one of my favorite foods on the planet. So Lovely. thank you. Yes. Uh, and so because the podcast is called What Have We Learned? Uh-huh. I, for a temporarily, for this fringe, I'm calling it What Have We Fringed, which makes uh-huh. no sense as a question. <laughs> okay. But the question is, what have you fringed in terms of what do you recommend to other people? Oh, I just went to see Patty Harrison and she was absolutely amazing. Um, I would also recommend Amelia Baylor. She is literally, <laughs> I've been telling my fringe audiences, her show is like the polar opposite of mine. Like it's all happy, <laughs> all fun, all singing, dancing, just pure, pure fun. And it's so, so good. Um, because I'm looking at him right now, actually, David McIver is hilarious. Yep. Um, he's got a work in progress show here at Whistle Binkies. Um, he's like kind of a one-liner guy from England and he is like, Every gig I've done with them has just made me bust up laughing. So, yeah, those are mine. And if people want to find out more about you, where can they find you? Uh, I have a website, comedycrystal.com. Um, Crystal's with a K. And uh, on Instagram, I think I'm Crystal Evans Comedy. Twitter is MS Crystal Evans. Yeah, so there's there's me. Uh-huh. And, and the show, Kaleidoscope, 10 past 3. Yep. Monkey Barrel, Crystal Evans. Thank yeah. you so much for a wonderful friend. Thank you. Thanks, Ben. <laughs> <laughs>